right. We're here. We're here. We're here. We are the ones. We are the ones we've been waiting for. Avi, are you? I cannot believe that we are finally here with this podcast. We've been hyping up people for so long. And I know, and they're anticipating it. Yeah, they they were really anticipating so how this. How do you think they're going to feel when they see these two? Oh on my the god! Other side as I mean, we episode. listen. We had to like if we coming oh. out the box. With the first episode, you know, we had to come out swinging. We had to, I mean, I, mean, we, I think we hit him with the home run this on this one. Swing. This is like a punch. This is like a one-two punch. Nah, this, this is this almost a knockout. This might be the grand so slam. I'm excited about this. This one. might be a grand slam. <laughs> I love y'all. Oh, yes. We gotta have Buffalo man at us, because we have people ask us about podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. But no, nah, we're so excited to be here. Um, and we're going to get to our guests in a second. But, um, Avi, I'm just so super excited to be able to Start this podcast with you. Absolutely. I mean, we've been talking too, about this Jamil. thing for a minute. I know. And I um, know. yeah, it's just we're finally here with the We Are the Ones podcast because we are the ones on. that we have been waiting for. We don't need nobody else. We don't need anyone else. I mean, else. God, but then other than that. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, you good. know, of course, that's that's the center. That's that's, that's it. it. Everybody else we're is good. like, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So but no, I'm I'm super excited to be here. Um, and you know, again, we we anticipate being able to interview some incredible folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, to start to have the very first one with our amazing guest right here. Yes. Listen, I had the opportunity to meet these guys. I don't know. What was it? Uh, about a year ago or so? About maybe a year ago. Maybe a year so. ago or so. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, they are... Now Buffalonians, you know, they're transplants, you know, from ah. from Texas, you know, um, and they came here and they have an incredible story. Um, but I want to um, introduce um, Dr. Ty and Courtney Caldwell from Sheer Share. Thank you guys so much Thank for being so on the podcast. Much. Thank y'all for having us. Yes, we are so honored to be your first interview. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> I already History. love your energy. Like, when you guys came in, you could just feel that you guys are best friends. And I we love are. that. So I know you guys do business very well. That's Thank, you. Thank you. We're and we want to talk about that, yeah. too, because, mm-hmm. again, y'all, you guys have an incredible it. story, right? I mean, what you've been able to do with your business, Sheer Share, um, the impact that you guys have been able to make, um, not just here in Buffalo, but yeah. this, you know, I, from, from what I know, 850 cities. Is that right? Oh, come on. 925. Listen. Yeah, everywhere. Everywhere. Woo. And it's yeah. evergreen. And it's evergreen. That's yes. what I'm talking about, baby. All that's, right. That's so amazing. You Let's know, so, you know, again, you guys have this incredible story, you know, of how you've kind of risen to the levels <laughs> of success that you are. But Good I kind of want to go before I want to go back, you know, because one of the things, and you know, we obviously just mentioned it, um, about just your relationship, right? Uh, it's the one thing that I, one of the things I love about you guys personally so much, just how strong you guys are together. You know, you guys are literally best friends, you know, from the, from the moment that you guys met, you guys have literally spent every moment together. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Literally. Oh, you guys really like each other. (laughs) (laughs) I tell people marriage is more than love. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Love is internal. You know what I'm saying? It's an agape. Uh, But like, can you see the person? Can you actually go through the storm? Mm -hmm. Mm. Go through the ups and downs? Because marriage is ups and flows. And, you know, one of the things I can say is that, you know, when we're around each other every single day, (laughs) start of the day to the end of the night, tough times, good times, exciting times, sad times, Mm -hmm. And some of the worst times, and, and and most of the time, if you're around someone you like, that energy level doesn't drop too far mm-hmm. because you know you got a good partner uh, to kind of stabilize you. Yeah. And I feel like that's what we have. That's amazing. That's beautiful. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Okay, so so you do want to start with the story? Yeah, I want to kind of, I want to dig into the story. I want to know, like, how did the dynamic of Dr. Ty and uh-huh. and, and Courtney kind of come, and who you guys are. I love are. that, Absolutely. because I think all the other podcasts we've done, they always start with Sheer Share, and we stay on that for a long time. Yeah. I feel anybody can look up Sheer Share. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I would hope that you do look up Sheer Share. And we're going to talk about Sheer Share oh, yeah, a little oh, bit. Sure. We're going to yeah, talk about it. But I think the backstory, uh, that even precedes the origin story of the business. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think that is really where the magic happens. So, baby, you tell your backstory, then I'll tell mine. She really loves your story. I I love that. (laughs) My story is so, my story is interesting that I I lived this story. So, the interesting about I'm the seventh of eight kids. Oh, wow. And I grew up in Mm -hmm. Arkansas before I moved to Texas. So, a small town. Right. uh, Three bedroom, one bath, Mm -hmm. five generations. Let me break it down. Mm -hmm. Great grandmother, grandmother, 
mother, father, yep. siblings. Yep. My oldest sibling had a child. Right. Nephew. Nephew. Oh. All grew up in the house yep. okay. together. So you talk about community. <laughs> talk about a sense of love. Mm-hmm. You talk about sharing. Older folks say you got to divide. Uh-huh. Everything you got to divide it. Right. And my grandmother was a generation away from slavery. Wow. So believe it or not, mm. I from for four years of my life, my young life before I moved to Texas, I chopped cotton. Yes. So really? my, my right. grand great grandparents picked it. My mom picked it. My grandmother picked it. That same land, generationally, we chopped it. So you're chopping the weeds from around it so that it can wow. grow strong. So you know the sense of that mindset, mm. that con- conditioning. I love that, yeah. You know, you, yeah. you learn to say, hey, you know what? Hard work is easy. Easy work is hard. Mm. Share, share is easy. We'll talk about that. Hard work is easy. You just got you just got to know how to do it. Yeah. But the easy work that people actually can see, that's hard. What'd you get paid to, baby? <laughs> <laughs> you have to share the story about the man, the plantation owner, I can say, who picked you up in his pickup truck and how if it wasn't, Cotton chopping season, he didn't even look your direction. Go ahead and interview your boo. I know. Yeah. Yes. So, so since we going there, let's just go there because I don't like to stay on it too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, we chopped cotton for uh, this white man. We knew his whole family. Kids went to school with them. You could tell they were racist. So racism, I can see it. I can spot it right away. But he asked my dad, could we chop in his field? There were other people. So we rode in front of the truck with him. And there were other black people in the back of the truck. Black men. And women. So he would pick us up at 5 o'clock. We worked till 2. So that's a whole day's work. And did that five days a week. $125 a week. Wow. For that many hours, that type of labor. Me and my little brother. And I think I was probably 10, 9, 9, 10. He was two years younger, and we did that for like three, four years. Nine or ten years. And wow. when we didn't work for him, he didn't speak to us. Yeah. He, drive he didn't, by the house he didn't look our way. That direction. The only time he would wave is if my dad was outside, and he would just wave like this. He wouldn't even look over. He'd just be like. So Sheesh. in your household then, it was really important for, for you to really feel love because on the outside, you were getting sort of like a dismissive feeling like, if I'm not doing something for you, then I don't matter. Got it at school, got it in sports, got it in the classroom, all of that. And so I was a great athlete, good football player. I won my first state championship in ninth grade, playing varsity ball. And um, you could tell that the, the, the coaches only paid attention to you sometimes when you were playing sports. Wow. When you were in the classroom, they wouldn't save you. If if your if your classroom grades jeopardized sports, which was football season or track season, they would help you. Outside of that, they didn't care about you. You're just a commodity. Just a commodity. Right. The teachers, they wouldn't expound on trying to help you learn certain things. I, I actually almost hated math from the ninth grade up because as I was trying to understand the foundation of going into geometry, the teacher wouldn't expound and, and help me. Mm-hmm. And she says, if that back then they had what you call beta club, mm-hmm. and I was like 0.5 points away from being in the beta, she said, well, if these seven people were in the beta club get it, the rest of you 23 people, we're not, we're going to keep it moving. If y'all don't get it, wow. we're going to keep it moving. Racist white lady. Wow. wow. Mm-hmm. So then my question for you is, as a man. As a man. <clears throat> excuse me. As a man to experience something like that, that can really cause your heart to be hardened. Mm-hmm. So, what type of what type of raising did your did your parents have to do to kind of combat that? Because now it seems I would say you love your wife very well. Yeah, yeah. So, what 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 type of raising or comforting did did your did your family have to do in order to kind of smoothen that out for you? My mom gave us a phrase, and I still live by it to this day. She says, "Just nice to be nice." Mm. She says, "You gotta let people be who they are." And my mom is no longer with us. Two mm-hmm. years now. And she was the reason, one of the main reasons that I became the man that I am, sensitive, understanding, mm-hmm. you know, being able to really understand how to, to move in the dynamics of the world, community. Um, but she made me proud to be a black man. Mm-hmm. And I was always proud to be, to want to be married to a black woman. Mm-hmm. So I, I understand the culture. You don't have to train our culture. We understand by our look, by our feel, by our mm-hmm. touch. Right. 
you know, by raising of a hand, nodding of a head. Mm -hmm. So, you know, those things, we saw those things early on. So a lot of those, the things that I learned growing up in the homes, those things are now coming back to life. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I know how to navigate when I'm in Silicon Valley, now that I'm in Buffalo, when I'm in Texas, mm -hmm. I know how to navigate through certain things. And I think it's really about talking. Yeah. You know, uh, representing yourself authentically and genuinely when you're in a, a group of people, not allowing, you know, I, I think you, you grow up sometimes and you get intimidated when you're around people you don't know, but I think there's just a level of uncomfort yeah. because you haven't been there. So just, just now being used to being in certain rooms mm -hmm. with people, uh, not limiting yourself and, and just saying, hey, you know what? I belong here. Yeah. And yeah. telling yourself that yeah. as you walk in, knowing that you're nervous when you walk in, yeah. knowing that you're around multimillionaires, knowing mm -hmm. that you're around smart people seemingly, but at the same time, giving yourself an opportunity to say, hey, you know what? Who cares? I'm going to go in there and be myself. <laughs> so because this yeah. podcast is called We Are The Ones, yes. right? When you were when when you were picking cotton or even living in a Shopping house, it. <laughs> I hope I didn't. Nah. <laughs> Let's get that right. Let's get that right. <laughs> it's all it's all tough. I did he the, same the same thing, thing. Of it and he was so quick. Like, uh, I did not shop. I chopped. Excuse me. Yeah. My yeah. role was to shop. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Okay, so doing that and also living in a multi generational house. So I know you probably heard stories as well. What was it for you that said I'm going to be the one to change this? Like what? You know, like, what was that shift or what was something that you saw or something that you experienced that said, you know what? Nope, it, it's going to it's going to start with me. It's going to end with me. Like, what was it? Curiosity. Mm. Ooh, Expound on that. That's good. Curiosity. You know, we had a three acre yard and around our yard was a lot of land. And my curiosity came in like five. I would see wow. when when we had family members to travel from California, Chicago places and they would leave. Kids think like cartoons. They think as soon as they leave, they're, they're at their destination. <laughs> so I would be like, what's behind those set of force? Mm -hmm. So I would walk, realize there's nothing there. So oh, always course. curious to see what's farther ahead. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I think my curiosity led me to say, hey, you know what? I want to do better. I want to be better. So being the seventh of eight, even right now, I own the land, the home that I grew up in. Praise That's amazing. God. And I told my mom at 14 yeah. that I was going to do it. Listen. So it's, it's, it means something to me to be able to sit back and, and relish yeah. in, in the dream and, and to write it down. You don't know these things when you're young. You yeah. think that, okay, is this real? Mm -hmm. I didn't know that manifestation. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that I had the, 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 uh, the ability to discern. Mm -hmm. I didn't know I had the gift of prophecy. And I, didn't, I knew mm -hmm. I was different at 12. Mm -hmm. And my coach told me, you're a leader, young man. You're standing out from everyone. And you can influence your, your players. You can influence people. I didn't know I had that gift. It took me a long time. Mm -hmm. But I think what I learned the most of, out of my curiosity, don't be afraid to dream big. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's that's what I got from that. How important was it for you? Because, you know, you talked about your coach and, and having other people around you that's, like, speaking, like, life into you almost, right? So... How important was that for you to have those type of influences to kind of help you? Cause, and I ask that because, you know, my, my story is kind of similar, right? I, I didn't come from much, you know, and, you know, I, I always, I was very fortunate to have people around me at a very young age, just speaking life into me and seeing something in me that I necessarily didn't see in myself, right? And because they were able to speak those things into my life, I started to internalize those things. I'm like, you know what? You, you, they're right. I, you know, my life is bigger than yep. my circumstances at this time. Right. And then that allowed me to start yep. having vision. Yep. Right. Yeah. And once I started getting this vision, that's when like my world just started to expand. Right. But I think it started with those people around me who were, who were speaking that life into me. So can you, this, this. Yeah. I think it's easy for us as black men to um, negate to going left mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when you don't have anyone speaking life in you, mm -hmm. when you don't have friends, a spouse, coach, a teacher, your family members, um, because we've been conditioned to, to be divisive, mm -hmm. um, to crabs, crabs in a barrel, mm -hmm. to, um, to quit when we fail instead of the pivot. So when you have people to push you, it gives you a, it's easy to think about a car when you when you when you're out of gas you pushing it mm -hmm. there's there's a level of it's hard to push when you first start but then you get into a, what what is called a momentum shift 
where now you're you're pushing now the the, the momentum of the wheels turning is helping you kind of move mm-hmm. forward. So mm-hmm. I think that a lot of the people who were speaking life into me, it just gave me belief that I could do it. Mm-hmm. And I, I think you need that, but you first need it from who brought you here, and that's your parents. Right. And my mom and dad, my dad has a sixth grade education, and my mom had an 11th grade education. Mm-hmm. But you would have thought that they were the smartest people in the town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. we, my dad, we helped him. He worked for the state department and we helped him pass the test. His kids wow. helped wow. him pass the test. That's yeah. a, wow. We, That's we tutored him. Wow. And my mom, you know, we had a three-acre yard. We had a 52-row garden, so I was organic before organic was cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm and uh, we worked hard. So you, yeah. you learn that, you know, when, when you see the fruits of your labor, mm-hmm. you start to believe you can do anything. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. it just became easy for us when we did hard work. So when I talk about chopping cotton, I talk about it as an experience. I used to be ashamed to talk about it. Honestly, it was it was shameful because I'm thinking, okay, what are they gonna think about me? You know, this country bumpkin guy, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But super smart, you know. I, I was always the type of person to to want to get work done quickly, fast, and do it at a high level. Exactly. That's who I am at the ground level. Yep. Even just cleaning up my house, I'm very meticulous. Mm-hmm. I'm very structured, mm-hmm. and Sound I like want me. things to be done. <laughs> I want things to be done a certain way. And even being in the studio, I feel like I'm at home. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Because yeah. we have a, a green sofa, beautiful like these, yes, these chairs, exactly. and I'm, I'm saying it feels like I'm at home. So I think those are the things that really are a makeup of who you are, mm-hmm. and you never lose that. When you come no. from great stock, yeah. and it's not just in your, your your parents, but the foundation, it, it everything else is easy. This this life that we're living, even though it's hard, there are things about it that you can appreciate. Because I, I I know what hard is. Yeah. yeah, I think the the one thing that I love, and then we're going to get over to yeah, you, yeah, my yeah. dear. <laughs> the one thing that I love that you said is about believing, because yeah. I don't think people really understand how believing is so found foundational, how essential it is. Because even when we when we speak about like our faith, it's because we believe that we enter into mm-hmm. something. Like our believing is so mm-hmm. powerful. So I love I love the way that you you said that. I started to believe it once I saw the fruits of my life. Labor. But if you didn't see the fruits of your labor at that moment, would you have still believed? What what would have pushed you to still believe in who who you who you were when it comes to you being per- prophetic and things of that nature? How how would you have still believed if you didn't see the fruits of your labor in those moments? Trying again, which in the world today we call pivot. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. you mm-hmm. just got to try again. Mm-hmm. Um, failure is is a necessary thing, and you have to fail. I think. As, as we go to school, we're conditioned to look at life and look at success by grades. So mm-hmm. failures yeah. of, a, of a letter, of a number, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? That's not the real world. Mm-hmm. If you don't try again, you know, there's not going to be a do-over in high school. You know, you got to be a special student, mm-hmm. miss school or something, say, okay, I want to retake. You can retake life as much as you want right. because you can't keep going around this mountain and not learning. So you mm-hmm. failure is learning, success is learning, but you learn more through failure because it tells you, tells you about yourself. It tells you about it. It's, it's really manual data hmm. to understand how you can fix a problem, solve a problem, or go around to get to the real solution of it. And most people don't think like that. And I love that you said that so our listeners can know that. Because I feel like some people, they stop because they don't see the fruit, but it's yeah. like, no, then pivot. Mm-hmm. Try again. So I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Courtney, Miss Courtney. Miss yeah. Courtney. Yes. You um obviously, you know, you are the better half. You know, I would like, say that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying it yeah. for him right I now. Said, you know, the greater half. The greater half. I hitched my cart to the right horse. Absolutely. <laughs> so kind of tell us a little bit about your story, yeah. right? Because like, you know. You know, he has a very unique story, yes, you know, and, and his upbringing and such. Like, yeah. were, was it similar? Like, you know, just kind of talk about yours a little yeah. bit. She's the dot on the exclamation point. Go ahead. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, so, no, my family was a little bit smaller. Uh, there are four boys, four girls on Ty's side. There's one girl and one boy on oh, my wow. side. Right. So a family of two. I'm oh. the eldest. Okay. Um, my brother, I would consider to be the genius of the family. He was one of very few um, African-American men to earn his doctorate in, prof- in uh, photonics and yeah. optics. Oh, wow. Yeah, he works oh, okay. with lasers, and I don't really know what he does. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. whatever you're doing in the lab, I'm sure it's very, <laughs> yeah, very important. He's good at it. He is, he is. Um, but I grew up as a military brat. My okay. dad was a doctor in the Army. Um, we moved around every two years, mm-hmm. so you kind of had to become like a chameleon of sorts, right? Mm-hmm. Learning different people, different cultures, trying to find your way and navigate like the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved, you know, doing that. So much so where when we had Trey, I was like, I don't think I want to move around every two years. I think I want to just have like a Stay one home. Yeah, yeah. But let's see what that feels like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm glad that we did, although we exposed our son to so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had my little brother, my mom, my parents were divorced. Um, our parents on Ty's side have been married for 60. We've oh 62 years. 62 years. Goals. Wow. Talk about goals, man. Gosh. Yeah, amazing. I got 11 now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, but my mother was like my biggest cheerleader. Mm. And she was the one who, if she told me I could grow wings, I would believe it. Yeah. Wow. I mean, she's still, besides my husband, my biggest cheerleader today. And, you know, I learned something as an adult that I think my mother was training me for, which is your mind doesn't know the difference between a truth and a lie, right? So whatever we tell ourselves, so true. wake up mm-hmm. in the morning, like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, I have a busy day. It's going to be a horrible day. Or, oh, I'm waking up and I'm saying this meeting, I'm going to kill this meeting. Mm-hmm. Like every cell in our body responds to what we just told it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so my mother always just breathe life into me. Mm-hmm. And so I honestly think that like optimism is a competitive advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's been a part of who I am. And I think that's what attracted tie to myself well, us to each other or yeah definitely us to each other because we see that in each other and that's helpful like just going through marriage is hard right going through life that's difficult and then starting a business together oh my gosh like <laughs> you, you, you have to be able to see the the glass is half full period and i remember i'm going to take you way back to um we were going through marriage counseling yeah and what did the pastor say to us do you remember uh-uh. he said <laughs> a um, lot it's <laughs> <laughs> a long session. Yeah. That's good, baby. Uh, he, no, I know. He said, you guys have a positive set match, which means that whenever there's disarray, whenever there is chaos, whenever there is disagreement, you guys always find a way to come back together. Oh, that's good. Mm. That's he very that. rare. That's that's yeah, really and that is very true. That has lived out in our in our marriage and our relationship. Um, but went to a military high school. Uh, was valedictorian, um, was also senior class president, and Hall of Famer. Cheerily, mm-hmm. yes, my okay. high school elected me first black female into Texas Military Institute's Hall wow. of Fame. Wow. Yeah, very proud, very wow. proud. Uh, went on to do undergrad at SMU in Dallas, Texas, mm-hmm. Southern Methodist University. Went on to UT Dallas for my MBA, and just always knew I'd be in marketing. Okay. I didn't know what specifically, but I'm so glad that I did. I spent 20 years in corporate America before we decided to start Shearshare and everything I have learned over those couple of decades has fed into our business today. Absolutely. So I have a question because I was Mm -hmm. a military brat as well. So I lived in Germany and- I mean, how come I never knew that? (laughs) Because you didn't ask, I don't know. We supposed to be what best part, friends in law. Like, oh, like I've never knew oh, that. Oh my bad, it just never came up. It's okay. Uh, okay. Dusseldorf, by chance? No. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I was gonna say maybe I saw you, but I'll say this though. Excuse me. Being in Germany, I was yeah. only around white people, uh-huh. right? Yeah. So then when I came back to the states, it was a, it was a culture shock yes. for me. Yes. Wow. And I really didn't know how to be around black people. I didn't understand why they were loud. I didn't understand <laughs> why do you talk that way. I didn't understand the attitude uh-huh. and the and the the oh, energy Bobby. that yeah. they were doing. So I felt very out of place. Yeah. Did you feel like that yeah. as well? I was always told you talk white or yes. Um, or, you know, why do you not like these things that we all like? Um, yes. Why are you so quiet? And I feel like I'm pretty, you know, chipper and outspoken. Yeah, she snapped but- back when we got together. Cause I- <laughs> <laughs> back to me. No, but yeah, I did get that a lot um, because I was used to being like the only chocolate drop in the room. Yeah. And so my friends would tell me, you know, you're, you're strange. You're, you're different. You're unlike other people. And I'm like, I'm just, I'm just me. Yeah. I'm just unapologetically me. And thank God I never changed myself, yeah. you know, especially in high school when you can truly be molded by the perceptions of everybody else. Absolutely. I'm so happy that I held true to my, my inner compass. So did you hold true to yourself because of your mom or was it mm. the, the friends that you surrounded yourself with? Like what, what was it that held you true? I think regardless of friends, it was my mother, for sure, because she loved on me so much that I felt like 
I like who I am. Okay. You know, why would I want to change who I am? Um, but my friends, for sure, I still have the same five best friends from high school. Wow. We've all had That's amazing awesome. different lives and experiences. But oh my gosh, like I can call one of those ladies up right now and they would drop whatever they were doing to come to my rescue. That's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. I love that. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about your upbringing with your brother. Uh-huh. Okay, so with your brother doing phenomenal, oh. did you ever feel yeah. inferior, feel like, will I ever be as great as him? No. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am a firstborn, you know, uh, and a Leo. So no, I, did, I never, never felt. I was just like, that's his thing. He likes math and science. Like, he would be doing... At the age of six, my math that I was doing at the age of 11. Wow, and he would yeah. understand what I would, and he'd be helping me, like tutoring me in math. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Wow. Like this kid, his brain is just wired differently. But our son's brain is wired differently for numbers too. Mm-hmm. So and I okay. think that comes from Ty. Um, but no, I did not feel like, you know, I, we, we were battling against each other. There was no comparison. I was like, I like this. He likes that. And mm-hmm. even now, you know, like he always looks at me as the big sister who, you know, made it. And I'm like, oh, yeah. if you knew what I thought about, you know, I try to tell him all the time how much I love where he, his life has taken him and his journey. But no, there, there's absolutely been no competition between the two of us. Okay. Yeah. So, so with you moving around so much, you've been yeah. around different groups of people. Oh, yeah. And everything. Oh, yeah. What are, what, give me three words of like core values uh-huh. That's, that's deep inside of you that you've taken from then all the way up till now? Mm-hmm. I would say um, integrity, exhortation, and um, belief. Like, even when we started Sheer Share, Ty has this saying, he says, you got to just jump and grow your wings on the way down. Mm-hmm. And I feel mm-hmm. that, you know, being around different groups of people, so many times they are given that opportunity to fall down and fail. And nobody looks at them and says, oh, you're a failure. But if we trip over ourselves, people are like, oh, I knew you couldn't do it. Right. You know, just because of the color of our skin. And so I think I had to decondition myself from the way the world looked at me. Because I present, obviously, as a black woman every single day I leave the house. Mm -hmm. Um, But the world looks at me a different way. They assume so much about me before I even open my mouth. Right. Um, But being able to fall down and get back up, I think that is a gift that we can give ourselves and to our children. Absolutely. Yeah. The second word that you said, what was it again? Integrity. Exhortation. Exhortation. Yeah, okay. Go back to that positiveness again. Okay. Yeah. Just in case our, our audience uh-huh. isn't aware of what that truly mm-hmm. means, can you just define that for them and sure. what that means to you? Sure. Usually an exhorter, they say, is somebody who um, cheers people on. They're able to motivate and encourage others and pull mm-hmm. out the best in people. And I, I definitely am have the gift of exhortation. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So I want to now get into this fusing that you guys The magic that yeah. Yeah, I yes. definitely want to dive, dive into so that. Actually, I'm, I'm going to let you leave this. Yeah, because be, I know this was something you yeah, wanted to I've been, get into. Yeah, I've been wanting to talk about this for a minute. Because I know, go ahead, you, you got I, it. I love everything about the dynamic between you two. You. you know, you guys are, you know, when you talk about a, a power couple, when you talk about, you know, black love, mm. when you talk about black excellence, uh-huh. That's y'all yeah, epitomize right. that, right? So, and again, y'all do it so well. How you know? I was talking to Avi a little earlier, and I was like, I really wanted to kind of dive into this because um, I know, you know, like I said, I've been married for uh, eleven years now, and I love my wife. I, yes. Everybody knows you I work with the groundest girl walks on. I can never go into business with her. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I can't go into bed. I, Sally, I you, you, Sally, I love you. Know, I you know it. I love you, Sally, but you know, call me. you know, <laughs> you know. So how do y'all make that dynamic work? You know, yeah. like first, let, let's before we get to that, uh-huh. let's kind of dive into like how the dynamic of you two kind of came together. Yeah. But then, you know, I want we want to start to transition and talk, to talk about yeah. business a little bit and how you guys are making that work. Tell oh. us how we met, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we met in my salon and barbershop. Isn't that crazy? Over like, 20, talk about a full over 20 years ago. Full wow. circle moment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So it was interesting. I saw her come in, you know. <laughs> oh, she was transitioning from a long hair hanging down her back. <laughs> and, mm, they said when a woman is changing changing hairstyles and something's going on. So she did Is that what it is? She did the chop. So I seen her come in and it was, I was in, in and out, it was a quick. And then she came in again. I was like, man, this girl went from short to shorter. <laughs> I was like, okay. She, she, went to one of the, she went to one of the, the one of my employees in there. And I was like, okay, it's cool. I said something about her. I said something about her. Mm. I just automatically, it's just a magnet. And I was like, when is she coming back? How often is she coming? I said she come every other week, maybe every two weeks. I was like, okay, 
when she makes the next appointment, let me know. I want to make sure I'm here. Mm. Uh, she happened to come an evening, and um, I was finishing up. So I walk in. She walked by, and uh, I think I was finishing up a client, and I said, okay, well, she's, she's checking out. Mm. Let me go outside. I had double-pane mirrors, I mean windows, where you could see in the daytime, you could see out, but you couldn't see, see in. in. Okay. And at nighttime, you could see in, but you couldn't see out. Right. So I said, me go and go outside. I'm watching all the movements. She come outside. I'm just standing there. I said, excuse me. I said, uh, I told her my name, introduced myself. I said, I, I would love to take you out, you know. And she was obliged, and then she, she agreed. And that quit. Yeah, I did. Swap yeah. numbers, I and uh, I think our first date was uh, bowling. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We, we split We split wins. And, um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you let her win? Did you let her no, win? I didn't. Maybe. <laughs> I think I beat you. I don't think we split wins. No, we split wins. Okay. <laughs> that, that's his story. Yeah, that's, that's my story. story. I'm sticking with it. Uh, but uh, yeah, and we it's been that same. It's been, yeah, been together, together ever since. since. Mm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. So, at what moment did you realize that like she was it, and, and vice versa? Yeah. yeah. Like when when did you guys realize that? I, that I realized it because I was I was not too far being out of a relationship, so it wasn't like I was really trying. I was really just glad to have someone who was just common, you know, girl yeah. who's who's had a goals and positive <laughs> exhortation and someone who who really just wanted to have fun. And mm-hmm. that's really where I was trying to get into a, a space in my life, being an entrepreneur, uh, building my business, you know, um, learning a lot more about myself. Because when you're young, you're still learning about yourself. And I was very young. And so just having that friendship meant a lot. But I think probably after about four months. Wow. I knew. That was pretty quick. I knew, right? You knew she was the one, right? I said, I'm okay. seeing something kind of consistent. Yeah. I'm, all, I'm big on consistency. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I was starting to see, okay, well, but I'm, I'm big on seasons, seasons of relationships. And, and, and seasons in the natural is, what, three, three four months? Mm-hmm. Right. But seasons in relationships, one summer could be two years. Yeah, right. You know, right. winter could be two weeks. Mm-hmm. Spring could be two months. So you, I, I wanted to shift and figure out who she really was, you know, so... Uh, challenging us to go through different uh, levels of emotions, uh, challenging us to go through different levels of who we were growing into be, meeting families, you know, uh, the dynamics of spending time together, you know, adjusting to who we are as people. Mm-hmm. So uh, about four to six months, I knew. Wow. Yeah. And how long were y'all together before, like, you proposed to her? We were together for a while. Uh, and I think one of the reasons why is because we wanted to enjoy each other. What were you thinking? Yeah, with, without without having to worry about the being forced into something, we figured early on that we're, I'm going to marry this man. I'm going to say yes when he decides to propose, mm-hmm. and he knew he was going to ask me. Mm-hmm. And so, well, we have our whole lives yeah, to wait. Yeah. I think a lot of us, especially my girlfriends, um, you know, some girlfriends uh, would would put a date on it, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, hey, you know what? I've been dating this guy for a year. Like, right. <laughs> I'm in my 30s now. Like it's time <laughs> yeah, to move yeah, yeah. on. Either you know or you don't know. Mm-hmm. But I think we gave each other that grace. And that made it so much, much easier. easier. Yeah, but and you just to know too. You just yeah. know when oh, yeah. when the time is right. It was calm, you know? right? And we were at peace with each other. Yeah. And so there was no like, hurry up, we got to do this. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful for that. Yeah, so because I, you know it's kind of the same situation with my my wife and yeah. I. Like, you know, there was a lot of pressure at yeah. first um, <laughs> from the friends, yeah. from the yeah. best yeah. friends. Bobby. You know, there was a lot of pressure from the best friends. I'm not looking at you. I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you. I was like, clear the place. Yeah, you know. But, you know, we just, we had to move in... In, in the spirit, we had to use that yeah. that discernment to know yeah. like when that time was right for right, us, right. and when we we made it happen, we made it happen, that and matters. we've been and we've been rocking and rolling ever since. And it's so. different for everybody. Yeah, right? it's different for. I have girlfriends who have met people online and gotten married in like a span of a couple of months. Yeah, wow. and have been married sure. for decades. Right, mm-hmm. wow. I know people who have dated for almost a decade, gotten married and been divorced in like a couple of months. Yeah, so yeah. you just never know. Like you have to, like the biggest thing for us is that we bring each other peace. Mm-hmm. Like no matter what is going on out here, mm-hmm. like I know that I can curl up in his arms or just he just gives me a hug and I'm like, okay, anything and everything we can get through it. And I think what people don't really understand is that you're going to go through the dynamics of all the seasons, you mm-hmm. can go through all the seasons in one day. Mm-hmm. You know, we coming up here, we have so much work to do. We mm-hmm. we have such a busy schedule, probably leading all the way to February, but we like, yeah. we got to do this mm. with, with you guys. We, we really want to do this. And this is important for us. Yeah. And so I think that what people don't understand is, is that, you know, when the tough times are tough, you just, you tighten up and say, mm-hmm. okay, 
who do I have on my team? Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It's that fourth quarter mentality. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Can you really support each other in the tough times? Mm -hmm. You know, and, you know, I'm always, you know, seeing something that may be of help to her, even sometimes, even if it's of help, it may be something that's really, you know, bothering her and say, hey, you know, I don't want to hear that right now. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it's still support. Right. Yeah. And, and, and it, they'll download it later. But at the end of the day, you got to be there and, and say, okay, I'm, I'm present. You know what I'm saying? I understand what you're going through. But we're here with each other. And so going through those moments makes someone smile once we get past that, that storm. Mm -hmm. yeah. So my question is, do you feel as if there, there is a time when a couple should not be in business together, though? <laughs> Uh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I mean, that, that's so hard for me because I want, like, every married couple to, like, be in business together. That would be, like, my ultimate dream. Uh, and there Me and so Sally going to do it one day. I'm promise you. Sally, gonna call me. We're going to do it. Uh, <laughs> there, there will be something, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I remember uh, early on in our marriage, I was praying to God, and I would pray and pray, and I was like, God, I want for there to be something that we both work on together. Um, I wanted us as a couple to always have goals that aligned. Mm -hmm. Like you always mm -hmm. hear about people, especially like in celebrity drama, um, oh, we grew apart or, yeah. you know, whatever excuses, the mm -hmm. excuse of the day. And I, I didn't want us to be on different paths growing, but growing without each other. Right. It's like, right. what is that yeah. one thing that you're going to give us where we're together all the time and we have to make this thing work? And God answered. Man, he was very loud about his answer. And we can't just do goals personally or spiritually or as a couple. Now we have to do them for the business and every quarter. And so we have to communicate mm -hmm. no matter what. Excuse me. We have to communicate. And I love that because it's not just communicating at home. We have to communicate in the boardroom as well. Mm -hmm. And that constantly keeps our eyes on each other. I think what people don't realize, too, and answer you, thank you for that. Mm -hmm. To add to that is that people don't realize that God gives you to each other as yeah. helpmates. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Mm -hmm. You both have unique skills mm -hmm. and gifts. Mm -hmm. That in itself should just marriage the two together to yeah. say, hey, you know what? We could do business together. Right. But exactly. the reason people don't do business together is because I think they're uncomfortable with the dynamic of what that looks like. Mm. You know, I think we're in an age where we brought a lot of the old school stuff. Okay, well, the woman should still be doing these mm -hmm. things. Or I didn't like coming home and we both had different stories. It yeah, feels right? good to have the same story because we can stop at the same time. You know, we can stop this story anytime we want to. But I come home and I have certain stories I want and she want to hear about. I'm like, I don't want to talk. I've been talking all day long. <laughs> you know, she's doing something that's probably a little bit more marketing, a little bit more data driven. You know, you can only talk about that so long. But when you're when you're talking about something that you both are excited about, yeah. it, it makes it makes conversations better. Mm -hmm. You can you can talk while you're cooking. You can talk while you're cleaning. You can talk while you eat. You can talk while you're about to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. So I think that you know she brought unique gifts to my life with her skill sets, and she's she's super intelligent, super smart. She thinks through things a little different than I do. I'm a little bit more internal, a little bit more um, stripped stripped in how I think yeah. about mm -hmm. things mm -hmm. and and how I break things down uh, because I see I see through things more so where she sees the outer layer. And so she gives me the opportunity to see through it. So it's been a lot of times we've been in investor meetings and she's like, you don't even talk. Let me talk. Mm -hmm. You you gauge mm -hmm. the room, you mm -hmm. gauge the investor mm -hmm. and we come out saying, okay, see what you think. That's good. I love that because the one thing that my, that my spiritual father says, he says that God and, and not, not saying that this is the only way he does it, but God give man the vision and the woman mm -hmm. is the navigator. Mm -hmm. There you go. Mm -hmm. And so, Okay. Listen, I, and I say this That'll all the time too. Oh. And you know I'm big on this. Like when when we want something done, we want something done right. Put women around us, right? Yeah. And, and especially black women. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially black women. Absolutely. Yeah. Figure it out. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. I always felt that I was, um, and I say this, and I don't want any woman out there to hear that I'm trying to put us down or put us in um, second place. But I always felt that I was like the best support staff. Like I was the best number two, just needed my number one. Like, of course I'm a leader in my own right. Mm -hmm. I don't take it, that doesn't take anything away from me. But I knew that once I found him, like it was like a Chenga game, just going and everything connected. Yeah. And that's why this works. We both run in our own lanes, but we're both running on 10. Mm -hmm. I love that you said that because I was, I was gonna actually ask this. Yeah. So right now in the divorce culture, I mm -hmm. would say, they talk about how women don't like the word submissive. Yeah. But I don't think they really understand. Yeah. Um, so yeah. 
Okay. Right. Okay. So <laughs> there's so much strength behind being submissive. Like I don't have to worry. Okay. Perfect example. Um, when we were back in Texas, what was the name of that um, winter storm? Uh, Yuri. Yeah. Was it winter storm Yuri? It, this is so. the first time I found out Texas was on its own grid. Okay. It was that storm, the big storm. It's a good storm. Okay. Um, and, and everything like electricity, everything was out. We had like rolling blackouts every, every 30, 30 minutes. minutes. It was, I think and, I and we were, that. and that was rolling good. Yeah. Some people didn't minutes. have any electricity Gosh. for weeks on end. Um, and we had a fireplace. We did have a fireplace. Burning fireplace. And, Not a gas lit. No. Burning. Wood burning. Wood burning. So Ty would go out. I don't know where this man was going to chop wood. I didn't ask questions. I didn't want to ask questions. I just knew just get that he would leave and he would come back and the back of the truck would have tons of wood and he would put it in the... And so for 24 hours straight for an entire week, we had wood burning in our fireplace. We only could sleep in one room. Yes, we had... The whole house was cold. Oh my gosh. It was like sleeping in a freezer. Week. It was un... It, yes. Texas ran out of wood. Again. Yeah, the state of Texas ran out of wood. Ran out of wood. wood. Yeah, but Ty... They, and the trucks were getting stuck. So yes, you couldn't bring in it in. Oh, my yeah. wow. Gosh. Yeah, so he, I don't know what trees my husband chopped down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to trees and it did before. I told y'all where I came Just to make it happen. Right. Come on. So I left, I left mm -hmm. one day, and I was like, you know, we got to get wood. So I, I saw a wooded area where they were bulldozing down trees. So I was like, okay, some of these trees are, you know, light, and I'm, I'm just going to chop. I'm going to saw, and I'm going to split. Mm. And this comes from when I was a kid. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I don't have work, a heart. I don't have a problem work. working hard. Right. And she was like, I was like, I chopped all this wood. She was like, you did. And I said, yes, I did. She said, I want to go. I want to go like a little kid. I said, okay, let's go tomorrow. Got her boots on. And we went out there and I gave her the saw. I said, well, you go ahead and saw and I'm going to split them. She get this in. Three times. Yep. I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, let me go back to the house. You bring the wood, and I'll heat up the soup. No, she <laughs> said, like, she said sure I won't ask. Whatever you want from here on out. It, nothing. But that that's the strength in that. Like, we we both have uh, areas where we're supposed to help encourage and motivate mm -hmm. and elevate each other. Yeah. And I know where I'm strongest. Like, I always tell them, like, baby, your shoulders are wider than my hips. Like, yeah. you can carry so much more and I don't mind giving it to him and he doesn't mind taking, taking it, it. Yeah. and I don't there he allows me in his leading of our family and our business to be uniquely Courtney which means that I can run in my lane I can be a hundred percent myself and I don't have to edit anything and that works for us because that means that I'm being a hundred percent me and he's being a hundred percent him and together again that's just like magic well you know what I just want to commend you two because here's the thing about being submissive is that what the guy has to do is love the woman well. Oh, of course. And and to also show her, babe, I got you. I got us. And even with you finding wood, that's exactly what you showed her. Mm -hmm. And then I commend you as well because you you actually opened your heart to say, I really trust this man, so oh, yeah. why couldn't I just go wherever he leads our family? So I love that. And that's what true submissive look like is that you trust the one that you are leading and, and also that you're letting her be her. Mm -hmm. So that's that's also another level of trust of, you know what, he's really doing what's best for us oh, yeah. and also having me at the forefront as well. Yeah. So I love that. And I commend you two for doing that so thank well. You. And yeah, I, and I, well. Yeah, thank you. And I think Here that you know. women out there really are hearing what submissive means the mm -hmm. wrong way. Yeah. And, and if we can be you know, um, a wealth of knowledge and an example, uh, we don't have a problem with that. Absolutely. That's amazing. So did you want to get into a share? share? Yeah, yeah, de we definitely, yeah, because yeah. okay. my producer is, is giving me the, 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 the <laughs> yeah, finger, no, like, you got to wrap, wrap it up, like, okay. but I'm like, no, nah. so I had to hit him, I was just like, you know, we, if we go over time, we go over time, bro, you know, so, but no, um, I, I do want to make a transition um, because you guys have this incredible business that you guys built together, yeah. right? You know, we talked about it at the top of the podcast. You know, you guys are in 900 plus cities right yeah. now. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, you guys were able to make Buffalo one of your home cities. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, how did that? How did how did Sheer Share come together? It was a problem that we were trying to solve for ourselves. Mm. Um, so we've had our award-winning salon for 28 years back in Texas. And we started to see like a shift in the marketplace where stylists were not wanting to sign long-term contracts, nor did they want to work by commission, where for every haircut or hair color that I do, I'm giving you, the owner, 80% or 70%, uh, whatever you negotiate. 
And instead, more people wanting to become independent contractors and kind of own their own destinies, build their own small business on their terms. Mm -hmm. We're like, okay, well, this is weird because usually we had a long list of people who said the next time that barber or that nail tech or that esthetician leaves your salon, mm -hmm. call me first. Like, mm -hmm. I love what you guys do for the community. Um, you're entrenched in DFW. Um, you give back so much. Um, plus, you're an award-winning salon. And so um, that list disappeared overnight. We're like, whoa, what's going on? Mm -hmm. And Around this time, a stylist called us and said, hey, I know about you guys. I just moved my salon about 45 minutes south, and I'm deathly afraid of losing my clientele. Can I just come run out your suite for like a Friday, Saturday? Mm -hmm. And Ty brought this conversation home to me, and I laughed at it. I was like, why would someone, was that a prank call, baby? Because why would somebody call <laughs> that, that you thought it was a and, prank and call? And <laughs> ask like, to rent out our empty suite by the day. Like, no one does that in our industry. And thank God he is the most unemployable person that I know. <laughs> He's a leader among leaders. He said, you know what? We're making zero money on that space. Let's go mm. ahead and make some money. My yeah. grandmother always says zero to zero is nothing. It's nothing. Mm. Zero from zero is nothing. It's nothing. Yeah. So I was like, wow. yeah. there's nobody in there. Mm -hmm. right. This person wants to work there two days. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what to charge you. I threw a premium price on it because I have a hybrid salon and barbershop where mm -hmm. you can come in as a new sc school graduate and I'll put you on commission until you want to grow and become an independent. I don't want you to have to leave. Mm -hmm. yeah. You can still be on, up under the umbrella. Mm -hmm. And so she had clientele already. So I was like, she just want to work there by the day. She didn't want commission. She didn't want to sign on some contract. I was like, she was like, how much would you charge me? I didn't know. I was like, man, so what's 300 divided by five? <laughs> throw a premium price on there. I said, what do you need from me? She said, well, I would rather not drag my towels and take them back wet. And I would rather, yeah. do you have shampoo or conditioner? I say, okay, I can do that. Throw the premium price on there. Mm -hmm. I said, here's the number. I think it was like a little bit over $100. And just for three, four hours, maybe five hours, mm -hmm. she jumped on it. I was like, did I charge her enough? <laughs> <laughs> you always feel that. Yeah, right. Was, at, that at that first, right. <laughs> at first yeah. yes, you were like, oh, exactly. damn. <laughs> <laughs> I could have got more. <laughs> so we had a great experience. One thing I think people forget is that we're in an industry where licensed professionals can work together. Mm -hmm. We don't have to be apprehensive. So I think a lot of salon owners were apprehensive. I was, can she work in my environment? Can she, is she conducive to fitting my culture? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so uh, once I realized that my stylist were working with her and she was working with my barbers, she was kind of just conversing with them. I was like, man, this was good. So after a couple of days, she was like, man, I had such a great time. Thank you for you know hosting me. And she's like, but she came back the next day. She's like, I need to talk to you. She's like, I'm, I'm, I have clients that, that are in between here and where my new home is, which is about an hour. And she's like, I want to be able to you know, help them out, giving them a location closer to their, to their space as well. And she said, can you help me get into these salons? I was like, why are you choosing me? She's like, you're such a great host. Mm -hmm. It's like, you're you, you able to allow me to, to, to be myself. You had a great location. You had all the amenities that I need. She said, if I call a salon, they're going to question me and they're going to hang up my face. Up, yeah. She said, another thing, you're a licensed professional, so you know my needs. You know mm -hmm. what, right. what environments that I need to work within. You can help me uh, and you can talk and kind of, you know, gauge the salon owner and kind of, you know, work out the price. And so I was like, that's a, that's a good reason. So mm -hmm. we helped her out. Uh, she started um, every salon that she started, every salon that she wanted, she, I, they accepted her. And uh, she started posting. A friend started seeing it. People, other people started seeing it. What are you doing? How are you getting these, getting in all these different salons? She was like, "Well, this couple is helping me. They're out of Plano. That salon in Plano, I, I and mean, they're helping me get in there." So I was telling Courtney, "You call, you help some, and we were helping others." So we did this for two years, yeah. two to three years manually helping stylists up to about about a hundred and something. And they all had our phone numbers. We knew their birthdays, and so it just became a full time job. She's running Oracle Digital Man across five continents. I'm going to school to get my doctorate, write my best selling book. We were just too busy. And so we was like, you know, we're doing it for fun, but we're getting a little bit on it uh, just to help them. Yeah. But it was just too much. And so we didn't know how to kind of uh, split this up or what to send them to. We know that we're in the app age now where technology mm -hmm. is taking mm -hmm. over. Mm -hmm. You got Uber, you got Airbnb, you got TaskRabbit. Right. And so I was like, Courtney, go to Google, see if there's anything that we can push them over to. I said, you know how to do these words, search words. And I was like, you know, tell me what to put in. So I put in some words and get nothing. Nothing came And up. so I was like, what would it look like if we built it? Yep. That's all I said. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was like, I remember you working at Oracle and you going to lunch with this young lady who always talked about startups. So I'm assuming that's what we want to do mm -hmm. in a startup. Mm -hmm. And so she called her and uh, we talked to her for a minute and yeah. present the story on. And here we are now in... 925 cities. Come on, talk about to it. Accelerate economic mobility. <laughs> Come on, talk about it. 
whenever, wherever, however you want to work as a beauty or barbering professional, we got you covered. And I love that you guys have this hair B&B thing. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Nicknamed us hair B&B. Um, so I also yeah. love that I read that you guys also offer insurance for only like $5 a day. We do. We pioneered that too. So first we pioneered barbershop and salon space to work out of by the day, by the week, by the month, however you want to work. Mm-hmm. Also, two years we courted Lloyd's of London. Yeah. They're the largest insurance company in the world. Talked to those guys for over two years. And we wow. said, we need this for our industry. <laughs> Give us professional liability insurance by the day. Why and is that? And, and why is that important? It's because mm-hmm. you can't be a business without yeah. insurance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whether you're right. a brick and mortar, whether you're a business of one, whether mm-hmm. you're a gig, whether you're a contractor. And I think that that's where we started to solidify ourselves, that we're serious about what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Because we, we, lived, we lived it. And mm-hmm. so I think that most of the time, when you're trying to rent out a space because barbershop, salon, spa space, that's real estate. Right. That's yeah. prop mm-hmm. tech. Right. Tech, yeah. right. And right, right, I think right. people don't realize, they think, oh, okay, I'm going to this barbershop and I just got this chair. No, that's real estate. Right. They're making money off of that. Right. Or they're making money off of you commission-wise. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I don't own, the, the, the business doesn't own the customer. The person that's doing the service that's who I'm they're doing loyal to my hair That's who they're loyal to. to. Yeah, so I right. think Not that most of the time marketing. people don't realize that once we solidify that we can actually own the marketplace with the insurance, mm-hmm. it shows people that we care about them. Yeah. And yeah. that owner say, you know what? If a professional's gonna come and they can have insurance, now if something breaks, I can utilize the insurance. Mm-hmm. I don't have to feel like, you know, they're gonna the sue risk. me yeah, right or we can have yeah. a, you know, a terrible relationship and it all falls back on us. So we wanted to make sure we were solidifying ourselves. That's yeah. good. I have one more question. So I saw that you guys actually want to move into beauty products on your yeah. app. Is Absolutely. that true? Yeah. So how are we doing yeah. with that? How, how's that gonna work? Oh yeah, virtual beauty supply store. Okay. Oh wow. I mean the Amazons of the world are trying to take over. You know, they, they want to believe that, hi, Amazon, um, <laughs> believe that you can get everything on Amazon, prescription drugs, food, yes, dog yeah. put me, anything. Um, what's so important in our industry is that we still have those relationships because we are a people-to-people industry. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, our hands are in someone's head or on someone's body every mm-hmm. single day. And so those uh, product distributors are still very, have a very vital role in our industry. And so we want to be able to give them a place where they can continue to run their businesses and make money off of retail sales but also you may have a hairstylist who has a phenomenal independent product mm-hmm. but yeah. where are they going to sell that indie product they mm-hmm. can't go to target and ask for shelf space right now mm-hmm. but guess what they can come to the share share app and get access to all the right eyeballs that they need and i love that because there's so many uh self entrepreneurs that are into products right now yes. i mean i i really yes. try to switch all of my products into black owned yeah so to have a space mm-hmm. where it's like oh i know exactly where i want to go to for yes. some good products for hair i yes. love that well, and we know, even have the tags sorry babe that we even have the tags on our app now where if you want to choose a black owned salon or a woman owned salon or lgbtq salon you can do that and awesome. so we're going to do the same thing for products that's wow, amazing. That's good. Yeah, we know what our culture needs. We know what our people mm-hmm. need. So yeah. I think that it's no knock to any other brands or no. any, any other, you know, race of people. But we have to make sure that we're taking care of the people that we're servicing. Uh-huh, right. And so I'm, I'm always big on organic. I'm always big on taking care of skin, taking care of your hair, taking care of your nails. And so I think that when we decided to put product sales on there, everybody now can go in there and say, you know what your clientele wants. Mm-hmm provide that product for them and you can just do it through the app. Sure. I love that because that is the epitome of we are the ones yes. where you know what we need oh, and yes. you guys did it. Exactly. So thank you so much for being the ones thank to you. do that. Thank you. Yeah, thank well, you. Before we wrap up, you know, because we, we're um, coming close to the end, but one of the things that I love um, that you guys were able to do were was come to Buffalo, right? And you guys, you guys have really embraced being here in Buffalo and just everything that the city has to offer. Right. So kind of talk about that experience, that, that transition coming from, you know, this large market in Texas and, you know, coming to Buffalo and, you know, just how you guys just got acclimated to the place so quick and, and just embrace the culture here in Buffalo. I'll go first. I think, I didn't even know what Buffalo was. I was right next to New York City. I was like, why can't I find? No, oh, it's over here. When she yeah, showed me, I'm like, York. way up there. <laughs> I'm like, looking, we're way down here in Texas. We gotta go way. We're not just New York City. We gotta go way up. Yeah, yeah. You guys are at the end of the U.S. Yeah, right. Before we get over to This is the end. And so, like, we're about to go over the cliff right now. I knew that it was far. I knew that it was cold. I didn't know how big the city was. Yeah. So when we first came here to visit for the 43 North competition, 
we were amazed. And and yeah. we coming from a tier one city and then to a tier two, maybe tier three city. It was like, man, right. a lot of creature comforts. You know, when you come from Dallas, you know, big, they say everything is big in Texas. Right. A lot of creature comforts. But I think what we what we loved here right off the bat was just the hospitality. Oh, yeah. oh my yeah. God. Southern hospitality way up mm-hmm. west. I'm like, way up east. in the northeast. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is crazy. I know. I know. And everybody, I was like, everybody's not like this. And so we would, I said, I'm, I said, I'm, I'm a test. I'm a test everywhere I go. So I'll go to the beauty supply. They were nice. I go to the grocery store. They were nice. I talked to a couple of homeless people. They were nice. <laughs> like, everybody's nice. And I was like, you know, we, we're here if it's the possibility that we win this competition. If, if we win, we're going to have to go and just kind of sub- immerse ourselves mm-hmm, mm-hmm. into this city and see what it's like. So we came here one day on just a quick visit. Nobody knew we were coming. And we just kind of sat in the middle of Delaware, rode down Main Street and said, okay, it was snow everywhere. I was like, oh, my oh. God. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> like, we came like, the wrong time, man. Cold. Come to cold, go back. So I was like, oh, my God, we got to adjust to this weather, man. I was like, I said, but I like the city. Yeah. And she was like, you know, we can do it. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, we can do it. She was like, what you think? I was like, we're coming. And so it's that yeah. thing where, you know, uh, when you're a couple and you you understand the dynamics of how you think, she was like, okay, we're going to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think myself being a military brat, I, like, I'm giddy to be able okay. to travel and mm-hmm. get out. So yeah. I was like, oh, my God. Like, we have a new city, new Like, this is going to be amazing. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I always say the temperature in Buffalo is cold, but the people are really warm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we, we feel that sense everywhere we go. Mm-hmm. Plus, I selfishly was excited to move to a place where the population of black people is like 35%. Mm-hmm. I've never lived in an environment where the city has had that many black people. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. And so I was like, yes, we are doing it. And that's amazing, too, because like oftentimes when people think about Buffalo, uh-huh. they don't think about, you know, us in that way, right? Oh, we have that many up. black people. Yeah. You know, they think it's just tumbleweeds and, yeah. and snow, <laughs> yeah. you know, and the Buffalo right. Bills and some chicken wings, you know? So that's it. But yeah. not knowing that, you know, we we actually are a majority minority city. Yes. I hate the word minority, but we're a majority minority city, yeah. you know, because of what the um, the new Americans and mm-hmm. things like that, you know? So culturally, yeah. I mean, we're super diverse yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. Very yeah. Diverse. absolutely. Like but there's a lot of firsts here. And mm-hmm. I, I, love, I love the True. history uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're taking a lot of, we're doing a lot of things. We're, we're involved in a lot of the stuff in the community. Mm-hmm. We're actually going through Leadership Buffalo, so we're mm-hmm. learning a lot of bit about the history. But I think what, what makes us excited about Buffalo is just the resurgence. You guys yeah. are doing some things here that most cities aren't. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. and so, so they've true. taken it for granted. So you get to see the city, you know, grow in a way where you can actually see the movement. I always uh, metaphorically use a, a woman in her third trimester. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Up. This is where this city is, and I, and we're we're just excited and delighted to be change. here. Yeah, no. I'm so excited that you guys said that because it's this wall. I don't know if you guys seen it, but it says "Keep Buffalo a Secret." Yes. However, I don't think Buffalo's a secret because it's no. a lot of people migrate into Buffalo. It's something. It's something happening. It's, it's something in the water up here. Yeah, it's something <laughs> so happening. We know. We like. Well, we're always up here to yeah. Buffalo. We're always <laughs> yes. one thing about us. When we find friends, when we, when uh-huh. we feel like a place, a people. Yeah a thing, mm-hmm. an idea, a community is something that we want to be a part of, we're going to sing the praises. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. So we're constantly, so yeah. I, I remember we were doing a roundtable discussion and the the lady that was leading it says, I can't believe Texas let y'all leave. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe Dallas <laughs> let y'all leave. I was like, <laughs> you know, I think it's always a time where you need to be birthed. Yeah. Then you need to grow. Yeah. And you yeah. need to go. And you got to go where you're celebrating. Yeah. And I think, yeah. and we're celebrating here. Yeah, yeah. Guys no, you guys celebrated. are definitely celebrated yeah. here. You Thank know, we you. we love the you know just everything that you guys bring into the city, the energy yeah. that you guys have brought here. Yeah. You know, and we see this this thing happening here in Buffalo now, where you know we are becoming like this startup city. We yeah. are yeah. like this 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 energy, this new energy, like you said, this this resurgence is just happening yeah. here in the city. I mean, we have a you know a lot of people to thank for that, but yeah. it's people like you guys that we need to thank the most, yeah. right? Because you guys saw something you know, in this city and y'all saw something here that said, you know what, this is where we want to set up shop. This is where we need to like really kind of take our thing to the next level. And, you know, we, we just so grateful to have you guys. It's reciprocal. Y'all got shows us as well. Seriously. And and half our team members are here now. Yeah. Like we transition wow. a lot of the jobs from Sheer Sheer here to Buffalo. Like That's we want people to fall in love with the city. Like we are falling in love with the city. Mm -hmm. So we're not just 
here we're giving back yeah. and, and, and helping the economic uh, ups, up, upswing that the city's going through. For sure. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much yeah. for being here. I know we kept you guys way longer no, than expected. We're good. We're good. <laughs> no, when the conversations are good, you just got to let it keep going. I know. You got to let it keep going. I know they have a lot of work to do. So yeah. thank you so much. Oh, for we really appreciate you guys. <laughs> no, we definitely going to have you guys back. Okay. Absolutely. For the no, anniversary, definitely. like 100th episode. Yeah. Right? Um, episode 10. <laughs> <laughs> Because he has so much to still give. I know you do. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, this you has been close great. Us out? Yeah, this, this has good. been this has been such an amazing conversation. We really appreciate everybody for tuning in for our first episode hey, of We Are the hey, Ones podcast. Hey. Make sure you follow us <laughs> on all the social media at We Are the Ones podcast. Also, you can listen to us at anywhere that you like to listen to your podcast on all your your favorite streaming platforms. We are there. Um, follow us and subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. Just yes. look up We Are the Ones podcast, yes. and we just looking forward to bringing y'all more dope conversations. Y'all be sure to subscribe now. Make sure y'all subscribe. <laughs> Thank y'all. And remember, keep winning on purpose. Let's go.